Welcome to Accented the Podcast, where the audience gets to hear a real conversation from real people who use real English. It might sound ordinary, but the stories the guest shares are extraordinary. Each episode features an interview with someone who has a distinct English accent, which will help with your English comprehension in the real world. Today, you'll be hearing from Rob, who is an English teacher currently living in Germany, and he has his own YouTube channel and podcast. Hello, and welcome to another Accented episode. I'm going to jump straight into it today because... I will be speaking with Rob, who is an English, English teacher. He comes from England. And usually when you get two English teachers together, they're quite good at explaining things. So I don't think I need to go into too much details about what the interview is about. However, if you've got any questions, please don't hesitate to email me or even write a question on Instagram or Facebook. I'd really like to help you out. So instead of having me talk for a couple of minutes, we're going to go straight into the interview. Today, I'm speaking with Rob. He is from English with Rob. He has a YouTube channel and a podcast, and he's an English teacher. Welcome, Rob. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, I've been listening to your podcast, and it's really cool. I really like the fact how you have um, lots of music. I'm wondering if you're making that music yourself. Yeah, I am. I actually spend more time making the the little jingles and bits of music for the podcast than I do recording the podcast. So um, it's it's like my creative outlet. You know, I, I, I'm a bit musical and I um, I like photography and, and videography. So I sort of mix those with my English teaching. And uh, that's why I have the YouTube channel and the podcast as sort of my the creative part of my English teaching work. Yeah, it's really cool and it's interesting. You make some boring grammar things quite fun when I listen to your podcast. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Wait, even- that you, said, you said you make some boring. I was like, oh, no. Oh, make boring things fun. Okay, good. <laughs> well, well, it is. I know my husband gets bored if I'm chatting grammar things. Well, it's boring for English people too. British people... Um, don't know the ins and outs of grammar like most other na- nationalities do i would say at, at school we we're t- you know we have english lessons we learn english english but like almost the furthest we get with grammar is what is a verb what is an adjective what is a noun when i became an english teacher i had to learn what the present perfect tense is and how it's different from the you know from any other tense i had to learn all the tenses because although i could use them i didn't know what they were or, and how they were formed you know i didn't know the grammar that's not fair some english some british people do know that but not the majority i would say if you ask if i ask my one of my brothers go on say something in present perfect simple they would say Shut up. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, that's that's true. And I, it's interesting because I thought maybe because I'm Australian, we only learnt that way. Maybe the British <laughs> learnt a different no, way. No, no, no. <laughs> and it's it's uh, it's quite um, disarming when you go to learn another language. Like I can remember at the age of uh, 12, which by the way is too late, I believe, to start at school a language at 12 going into my first French lesson thinking, Oh, this will be easy. I just have to learn one word for every word. Like I have to learn the French word for cat and the French word for dog. And I didn't realize that the sentence structure would be different, that the grammar would be different because I didn't know really what grammar was apart from nouns, verbs, and adjectives. Yeah, it's very true. It came as a bit of a shock and it's, it's, Knowing grammar, I think, is useful for language learning, but not for everybody. Everybody learns differently. And some people really like to dig into the grammar and it helps them. Other people, if you start talking about grammar, they they back away and they get anxious and feel like it's too much to, to learn. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you're right. It depends on the learner, what kind of learner you are. I know that um, it helped knowing a bit more about grammar when I was learning French because I was in my 20s when I started learning it. But I also was so used to learning as an English speaker by listening to conversations and just participating and just sort of repeating what I heard. So sometimes I find it better um, to just jump into a conversation and just, yeah say things and sometimes I've said the wrong things. Yeah. And the, there's the other thing with, with the languages like French or German, which English doesn't have, which is the formal form, which I find a bit of a minefield, you know, when to use to and vu, especially I live in, in Frankfurt in Germany and, you know, there's a formal form here. And when I speak to one of my neighbors, I'm never sure whether I use the formal form or not. And I sort of say, uh, Z with like a, a question intonation, Z. And sometimes they say, do, or sometimes they just give me some strange look. (laughs) So you're in Frankfurt. How did you end up there? Well, um, yeah, so we move around basically because of my wife's job. She's a journalist and her company, they like their staff to move around and, uh, you know, to avoid becoming biased and just have lots of different experiences. So uh, we actually met in Holland when I was, when we were both doing, do you know Erasmus? I guess yes. maybe not because you do. Yeah, okay. I do because I lived in Europe, but the student exchange ah. program, yes. Yeah, it's like a European student exchange program. So we met, so, you know, from that, you can tell that I already was interested in traveling around. Uh, and I was studying geography at university because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I liked the world. So... <laughs> Um, geography took me to, um, my Erasmus year in Holland. And then, uh, we met each other just at the end of that year. And then after that, we moved together to London where she, uh, got this, uh, really good journalism job. And, um, after London, after a few years in London, uh, she applied for a job with the company in Cambodia. So we lived in Phnom Penh in Cambodia for three years. Then we moved to Paris for three years. And now we are here in Germany where we've been for five years. Wow. 
That's cool. So how many languages do your children speak? They, well, I can only really go on the oldest. Um, so we speak English at home, n- nothing but English. She was born in, uh, in Paris. So she, she had a little bits of French from the, from the, I want to say kindergarten, but no, crash, like, uh, and things like that. Um, but now she goes to the French school here. So she speaks f- French, German, and English all pretty much fluently. Uh, and our, our four-year-old is uh, catching up. She's not, she's started at the French school, but that was just before the whole lockdown and we're being extra careful. And so she's been home for six months. So her French has not really taken off yet. But um, she went to uh, the German uh what's called Klipper, which is like from the age of one year until uh, three years. So she just picked up German there without us having to teach her a single word. She just went off every day, immersed in the German language and speaks better than I do with like two or three hours of study every single week, trying to work out uh, when I need to use uh, which tense, things like that. Yeah, it's always the way. My son's at that age where he corrects anything I say in French because he obviously says it better than how I say it. Yeah, it's great. It's like having your own personal little language computer. Like, how, how do you say this? Oh, yeah, that's right. What does this mean? Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. So um, what I noticed just before is you say staff. And I say staff. What is that? With I thought staff, oh, right. and I heard in your podcast you said um, last. Did you say last? And I say last. Yeah, you mean you mean in my podcast? Yes, in your podcast you said that, but you also said it just before, and I'm yeah, picking up on this. Like you- so I thought I was speaking the British way. So I'm intrigued as to know your accent. So you say podcast. And I say podcast, and then you would say last, and I would say last. There's a few others like, um, okay, <laughs> what's that thing that you get into to wash yourself that's not the shower? The bath? Yeah, I would say <laughs> bath. <laughs> I just realized that this is a difficult quiz. <laughs> okay, what's, one of the, what's a really old building that fortified a city? And that you don't have any of in Australia. And oh, there's a famous Disney one. Oh, Castle. No, Castle. Castle. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. See, you're coming around to my way of thinking. It's a castle. <laughs> no, because it's, a castle. It's, quite, it's quite American, I thought. And that's why your accent yeah, is very castle. British. Castle mm, well, is very castle for me. And I thought it, the way I say it even um, can't. Like, you can't do that. To me, that sounds yeah, I, very British, can't. Yeah, I say can't as well. Uh, whereas Americans say can't. And yeah. this is the thing about um, the Beatles and just generally lots of British music. When they sing, they should sing can't, like can't buy me love. But they sing can't, can't buy me. So they always sing can't with an American accent, which I've never understood well, I do understand it's because they're influenced by American music. But let me get back to the, the bath 
Castle Grass um, podcast. Uh, it's actually a thing called the Bath Trap Split, but I suppose it's actually called the Bath Trap Split. So you can look it up on Wikipedia. And the split is across the country, basically. And it's just below my hometown, which is Leicester. So in, in, most people in London, a little bit above London, and all of the south of England will say Bath, Grass, Castle. But anybody above the Bath Trap split, I, I don't think you can draw the line exactly. But my town is in, right in the middle of England, and everybody there definitely says Bath, Grass, Castle. And everybody north from that town says Bath, Grass, Castle. Because it's not spelled B-A-R-T-H, it's B-A-T-H. So this is my justification. <laughs> That's actually really <laughs> good. Why would I really say Bath? <laughs> it's Bath. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. And that is why I started this podcast, just so that people... Uh, can see that there are so many different ways to pronounce words and who is to say who is right and who is wrong. <laughs> right. The, yeah, because when uh, I'm in America, they say, oh, you've got a great accent. I'm like, no, you've got an accent. I've not got an accent. You have <laughs> because, you know, you don't, you don't think of yourself as having an accent a lot. Everybody else have, has an accent because it's different from you, but everybody's accent is different. All right, and, completely, yeah. On, yeah, sorry. No, no, that's and that's a reason um, I've started this because I've been teaching for over 12 years now and all my students, well, the majority of them, have always asked, how do I get a British accent? How do I get an American accent? And, and I'm even thinking, how many accents are there in Britain? You know, like what, which British accent do you want? And really a lot of the students that we're teaching are going to be speaking with second language speakers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're going to have to familiarize themselves with a multitude of accents. Yeah. And well, I suppose lots of learners want the RP accent, the received pronunciation accent, um, which is sort of the standard British accent, but actually not really, I don't know what percentage of people have it, but for sure it's 20% or, or less or fewer, no, less. Um, but yeah, I'm from Leicester, but I don't really have a Leicester accent because I've moved around in, in Leicester. In fact, even the word Leicester, they would say Leicester. The E-R at the end becomes R, like teacher. You're my teacher. And when my wife, who's Belgian, first um, spoke to my mum, she couldn't understand her very well. Um, mm. And it's a problem that many English learners have is that they learn English and they listen to accents like mine. And then they get dropped into the middle of London or, you know, even worse accent wise, Newcastle or Liverpool and are just completely confused because it sounds very different. Well, that's it. And you look at our what books are out there, what resources are out there, and there isn't 
a huge difference in accents. And that's what I find. These students arrive in Sydney. They're then faced with the Australian accent and then people from other countries. Uh, At my school, we have quite a big South African community. So, you know, that's another accent that they're dealing with. So it's huge. Uh, There there are so many accents here, as in most big cities, that – I just find they're like, what What has happened? What was I learning, you know, back yeah. where I came from? And, But as, a, as an English teacher, I, I don't try to teach, although I do actually on my YouTube channel have some how to uh, get a British accent videos. But generally, I I think it's having a British accent is not important, really. If you're learning English, accent should be the last um your last concern really it's just pronunciation and being understood because your your accent you know if if you're speaking english with a french accent then that shows your your character why would you want to get rid of that and and unless you're a spy or something you have to actually convincingly be british no definitely it's um i think there's a lot of factors to it and I understand why uh, some people want that. Maybe they think, you know, by having a perfect accent, it will be better for them job-wise. So I, th- I understand where the students are coming from. And that's why I, you know, it, it has just got, it had me thinking about, well, I don't even have a perfect accent. What I try to do, and I do as a second language speaker, when I don't know a huge amount of French words, and what I try to teach my students is to use context clues. You know, I've had people speak to me in French, and I have no idea what a few of the words are, but I kind of know the context and the gist of the conversation, so I can sort of assume what they're trying to say or even with their body language. So I think it's also, yeah, it is hard, but it's also how do we try to understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, especially if you are, you know, A2, B1 level and you're really not familiar with every word or phrase. Yeah, the, the key is following key details yeah. When, yeah. When you're listening to someone with a with a with a difficult accent, but it's 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 just practice as well. Listening practice, listening to the BBC. Where if you if you're um, the BBC World Service, which is all in English, but it's very international also. So if you have that on just in the background a lot of the time, you, you're going to hear lots of different accents and British, lots of different British accents as well as lots of different. Um, you know, English as a second language speakers and Australians and Americans and Canadians, South Africans, and just sort of get used to there being a lot of different accents can help. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the show today. As I said, your podcast is a lot of fun. And I haven't seen many of your YouTube videos, but I will put them in the show's notes. So if you... Yeah, no, for sure. And if you'd like to see some of Rob's work, make sure you go and have a look and there's another resource to help with your English learning. So thank you so much, Rob. 
Thanks for inviting me, Kim. It's been really fun. Yeah, it has been. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. If you'd like to find out more about me, please head to kimslawofenglish.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't forget to leave a review of the podcast or even a star rating. Speak to you soon.